Hi, hello, bonjour, and namaste. This is Out of the Clouds, a podcast at the crossroads between business and mindfulness. And I'm your host, Anne Mulatala. So this is another solo episode. And for those of you who may be new here, what that means is I'm going to offer you an audio version of a written post that I published recently, The We Story, capital W, capital E. To give you some context, <laughs> what used to be my backyard in Geneva, which is Le Parc de la Grange, was the setting for the Russian and American summit that happened last week. And so with Biden and Putin making it impossible for us to move around, I interrogated myself about the importance of feedback in and around conflict. And I leaned onto two wonderful books, um, The Art of Possibility and Thanks for the Feedback, before bringing some mindfulness into it, of course, as I reference back an amazing talk that I'll put in the show notes by Tara Brack, that I've used to help me navigate conflicts with a wise heart. I encourage you to listen to this and to maybe pick up the books and ask yourself as well, how do we create we, capital W, capital E stories, where we abandon our singular, our individual point of view, consider the other as part of us, recognize the interconnected nature of our relationships, and and create a different story together. Okay, so let me stop talking. I hope you'll enjoy this. And thank you for listening. Telling the we story. Quote, The conversation is the relationship. Susan Scott, Fierce Conversation. It's a funny feeling when all eyes are set on what I considered until last summer to be my backyard. Iwi, the Russia and USA summit in Geneva, took place in the Parc de la Grange, which my previous apartment overlooked directly. The Villa de la Grange, where the two heads of state go head to head, was coincidentally the backdrop of a meaningful image that I took on my very first outing during our first lockdown last March. While the trees showed almost no sign of the spring to come, during this fresh and strange stroll outside, I captured a hazy cold sun brilliantly shining through the clouds. It became the basis of the artwork for the podcast, Out of the Clouds. Funny that. Geneva feels paralyzed due to the security measures in place for the summit. So stuck at home on my balcony, I wish I could see what's happening over there. But wait for it, I only have to click on this notification to be transported directly across the lake. Looming conflicts. My main source of daily news is an Italian program called La Rassegna Stampa by Rai, Radio Tremondo. Great for my Italian and its quality reporting. While I was making my coffee earlier this morning, the journalist noted that today's meeting had an arietta, or a little air, breeze, of Cold War to it. Later, I heard on a US show about a US poll that revealed 58% of Americans wanted Biden to take a tough stance towards Putin, and 42% 
preferred a cooperative approach. But I ask you, what would toughness serve? What does it mean? How is cooperation interesting? Relationship is systems. Very fittingly, I am rereading Thanks for the Feedback, a seminal book by Harvard professors Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen that I was introduced to at the start of the Alt MBA back in October 2017. To prepare for the course and read the dozen of books we were asked to get through before the start, I'd taken myself on a long weekend retreat in Ibiza. I love nothing more than reading on a stone lounger. As a testament to that time, I kept a flyer for a sailing tour of the Balearic Islands, which I'd used as a bookmark. During the second discovery of the text, what stood out for me is this invitation from the authors. In the context of problem solving and offering feedback, of course, to identify the relationship system. The concept sounded complex, yet it stuck with me. I hope you'll feel the shift as I did when I kept reading. Here, system is defined as, quote, a set of interacting or interdependent components that forms a complex whole. Each part in the system influences other parts in the system. Changing one thing has a ripple effect elsewhere. I let myself digest this and thought, of course, the system speaks to our interconnectedness. Seeing relationships as systems enhances the visibility of our profound interconnected nature. The idea landed softly. Aha. Influence and the system. In a keynote workshop I delivered last week, I leaned on a wonderful quote by Professor Nicholas Christakis whose research at the Yale Institute for Network Science showed the following, quote, If one person acts fairly, it impacts three degrees of separation away from them. Some of us walk in the world as if they were islands, completely independent. Others shrug when thinking of the consequences of their actions. But here, when we take the lens of our relationships as systems, Working on the basis of interconnectedness, we can take shared responsibility for the state of the relationship and it opens up possibilities otherwise outside of our field of vision. Stone and Heen offer their expertise in adding, quote, when something goes wrong in a system, we each see something the other doesn't. From our high horse, a polarized position of you versus I, us versus them, we miss the other's experience. From this limited vantage point, we only see our own perspective, even for those of us using the wondrous tool that is empathy. They add, quote, Insight number two, each of us sees only part of the problem, in brackets, the part the other person is contributing. Systems insight number one is this, Each of us is part of the problem, maybe not to the same extent, but we're both involved, each affecting the other, end quote. So, when we try to solve a problem, we only see our side of the story. And when we see ourselves as part of a system, we invite the possibility of seeing the other side 
of said story. We understand the nature of our connection to each other. We also know that our actions reverberate up to three degrees away from us. Now, knowing all this, one can easily conclude that the power of our thoughts, words and actions is very tangible. Act fairly, it will touch your neighbors, friends, colleagues and family members. So back to feedback. When something's gone wrong, we try to fix it. And in fixing, we try to feed back to the other or to the group, unaware of our blind spots, oblivious to the other side's perspective. In addition to that, many other factors come into play. Our intentions are sometimes muddled and mixed, self-serving in some way. Our values are not always expressed or lived in black and white. Our brain's hardwiring also impacts our reactions. The final straw, negative feedback, attacks our sense of identity when it doesn't match who we think we are. No wonder it's so hard to communicate effectively. It's a minefield. From I to capital we. Inspired as I was by my earlier excursions back into the wonderful world of Benjamin and Ross Zander, I picked up their book, The Art of Possibility, which I'd so far only listened to as an audiobook. Make no mistake, I love reading a physical book, but in this case, the audio version is so exceptional due to the narrator's tones and the immersive editions of swelling concertos and symphonies. I'd thought it unnecessary to pick up the print copy which I'd received at the same time as thanks for the feedback. But as I geeked out on this study, I felt a clear connection from one book to the other, so I grabbed my copy and jumped to the final chapter called Telling the We Story. This capital We is defined as a new entity that personifies the togetherness of you and me and others, which can be uncovered in any relationship, community, or organization. Ben offers, quote, The We appears for the moment we set aside the story of fear, competition, and struggle and tell its story. It points to the relationship rather than to individuals, to communication patterns, gestures, and movement, rather than to discrete objects and identities. It attests to the in-between. The in-between. Pause. I've read that somewhere else. We can consider the space between us as empty or consider it as a field of possibilities full of energy. But what happens when this energy falters? A we story. Back in 2019, I got the clear sense that one of my dearest friendships was in trouble. We'd been living far apart for many years. Our lifestyles were as different as our careers and family status. So of course, it would have been easy to shrug it off, justifying this by simply thinking, we are moving in different directions. I'd felt hurt for some reason or another, which ashamedly I cannot recall right now. And I leaned onto a coach to help me figure out how to approach my friend to discuss it. It took a nice long lunch and a bit of courage to express whatever was disturbing me and how I was experiencing her behavior. 
my friend looked right at me across the table and to my surprise, shared her own experience of how I'd failed her, in particular being hurt when I didn't attend a landmark birthday. Further into the conversation, she noted how I regularly say, I don't want to talk when something is weighing heavy on my mind, leaving, leaving her with little or no option to connect. She sort of flatly offered, you say you don't want to talk, so we don't talk. Feedback is often expressed as, this is how you are and that's the problem. <laughs> but in relationships, this is how you are really means, this is how you are in relationship to who I am. And that's precisely what this conversation with my friend was revealing to me. Yikes. That was a hard pill to swallow. We were both a little misty-eyed by the end of the meal. Neither of us had wanted to hurt or upset the other. We both deeply care about our friendship, despite the different trajectories our lives have taken. Sitting here facing each other, I was also facing someone else's reality. From my fancy vantage point and my experience, I'd had no understanding of the ways in which I had let her down, so preoccupied I was with my story. I thought I saw the whole picture. What a mistake that was. Quote, It takes the two of you being the way you are to create the problem. That's how systems work. We needle each other. There is no human existence without conflict. Over the time that I've studied with Tara Brach, I heard her share a few times the parable of the prickly porcupines, which you can discover here. Like these little mammals, we are wired for connection. We need to get close to huddle for warmth, and when we do so, our prickly backs needle each other. We either pull apart from the disturbance and the injury, hence creating distance, and in so doing, expose ourselves to loneliness and, in the case of the prickly porcupines, potential death. Or we choose to get back in close, learning to sustain little injuries, accepting that these wounds are part of the system of relationship we are in. Learning to get off the high horse, practicing inner inquiry with meditation, as well as empathy and Nonviolent communication are some of the tools that all specialists, including those Harvard professors, use to deactivate conflict and offer feedback. Ben Sanders sums it up beautifully in his book. He says, The goal is to move beyond blame and defensiveness and toward understanding and to produce more durable solutions. Learning to tell the story with the other. Tara Brack, in her guided talks, often refers to bad othering, a loop or system we get into when we believe we are very right and others are very wrong. Suddenly the other loses their humanity. From that lens, they are almost inhuman. How can they not see how right and how just we are? In using the lens of a relationship system, we can opt for the we approach. Quote, the practice of the we gives us a method for reclaiming the other as one of us, offers Ros Zender. It's been a fascinating learning curve for me to learn to look deeply at others who I am in disagreement with, which includes prominent politicians, work colleagues and family members, and not fall into the bad othering. I'm certainly not going to become a political commentator, but there is something to be gained 
by looking at who we are to each other. And fittingly, by the end of the summit, I heard of President Putin's remarks to a US commentator about whether or not he was a killer. I'll paraphrase by saying that what we say about others oftentimes mirrors some things about ourselves. But that's the thing about feedback. The best thing I've ever learned is that often it says more about the person who gives it, about their values and needs, than it does about the receiver. So I like to consider it as a gift. Not a gift I necessarily had asked for or like or enjoy. Sometimes it can be like an ugly Christmas sweater. And sometimes gifts we weren't keen on grow on us. The double album of Barbara Streisand live at Madison Square Garden that one of my uncles gave me for my 20th birthday comes to mind. From absolute disinterest to fervent love. (laughs) That's my one particular journey with that unwanted gift. So here are suggested practices borrowed directly from The Art of Possibility, which I invite you to try out for yourselves. One, tell the we story, the story of the unseen threads that connects us all, the story of possibility. Two, listen and look for the emerging entity. Three, ask What do we want to have happen here? What's best for us? All of each of us and all of all of us. What's our next step? As they say, it's all invented. We get to choose whether we tell the we story or the story of the other. I'll finish with this quote by Sylvia Borstein. Ultimately, it's not the stories that determine our choices, but the stories we continue to choose. Hey, friends and listeners, thanks again for joining me today. And if you'd like to hear more, go to your favorite podcast app and hit the subscribe button. You can leave a review, a comment, anything that you fancy. We just really love to hear from you. And, you know, feel free to share and send this podcast to a friend. It is by far the best way for this show to reach new people. And I really, really appreciate that. So if you want to connect, get in touch with me at Anvi on Twitter or LinkedIn at underscore out of the clouds on Instagram, where you can also find some guided meditations and other daily musings about mindfulness. You can very soon find all about my new project and all new episodes at anvmulletana.com. If you don't know how to spell it, that's fine. It's also in the show notes. Sign up to receive email updates on all the cool things that I'm doing. The site is almost live. So that's it for this episode. Thank you again so much for listening to Out of the Clouds. I hope you'll join us again next time. Be well, be safe, 